Beats, Brews, and Points of View is a production of Dream Over Reality Media and brought to you by Arctic Circle Brewing Company. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back in Plymouth City for episode <laughs> 117. We are, yep. Um, that was a little clip of in celebration of Women's History Month as well, as we've been doing for the last couple episodes. Uh, we decided to start it off with friend of the show, um, Beats and Brews alum, Mirage Virtuoso. Um, that was a video that she had done with her band that she just recorded for um, Tiny Desk every year with NPR does a, um, a contest where you can submit to try to get your Tiny Desk um, show off. And that was her submission. So I hope Mirage uh, gets there and wins it or some one of the people that we know because there's a few people that we know that are doing it. But um, she did a really good job with her, so you can check it out on her YouTube channel, um, which is Mirage Virtuoso. And shout out to Kevin, too, because I also see he submitted one solo by himself as well. Yeah. Uh, and he's also in the Mirage video, too, so shout out to them, because mm-hmm. I know they're, you know, the same. They're, they're gang gang. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I'll kick it to E-Man to introduce the guest that we have in the studio today to talk with and chop it up about music. So, E-Man? Yeah, man. So, I uh, got a little treat for you guys. Uh Normally, you know, we keep it in the spirit of hip-hop, right? Because, you know, we're hip-hop heads and stuff like that. want to switch it up a little today, man. Yeah. And I'm really glad we did. I, I got a chance to check out his album a little early. Uh, set to release next month, right? April 1st. April 1st. Oh, April 1st. Oh, hey. shit. Going up. So we got uh, the man Jeffrey Thiele in the studio with us today. Beep, 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 beep. Really dope, <laughs> like, I don't even know what to put you, dude. Like, psychedelic, like, it's like pop, like art, it's like art rock, but like psychedelic. I, what the, what? What? How would you even describe it? Like, I don't even know what to tell people. I'm always just like experimental, meditative, saxophones and synthesizers kind of conglomeration. He's just a producer I, I just, making yeah. art, man. I like yeah. just <laughs> learned about like bedroom pop like last. We just learned oh, about yeah, that last week, and I'm like, it. okay. And I'm like, this is kind of like, I guess in that ballpark, but not really. You got like, so the, I was talking to Eric beforehand, like, because we were listening. I was listening to the album this morning. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I really, really enjoy. Oh, just for the record, what's the name of the album? Walk With Me. Walk With Me. Yeah. Okay. So I was listening to Eric, uh, I was talking to Eric about it, and I'll give you my exact quote I sent to Eric. I'm like, <laughs> when I, when I first, on my very first listen to this, like going through, and you might, I, I don't know if, I don't, hope I don't offend you, but I no, it's like, because it's, okay. it's not, because yeah. I actually, I mean this in the most complimentative way possible. I don't even think that's a word. <laughs> Complimentary. <laughs> Complimentary. <laughs> what did I say? What did I say? I said, 
Dude, I kind of love it. Mind you, I smoked beforehand, but it's really trippy. Like, <laughs> art rock and techno had a baby, and somehow LSD was in this genetic code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I was thinking of, too, and not on every song, um, just on this one in particular. Um, there's a producer group that it's pretty much all instrumental. I think it is all instrumental. Sometimes they'll throw, like, vocal samples or ad-libs on their stuff, but... Um, this look at the sun track almost kind of made me think of Ratatat a little bit. Are you familiar with Ratatat? No. They're right, so they're a duo. They kind of um, go back and forth with. I've seen them live, so they'll play like Kid Cudi Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, he made. They made that beat for Kid Cudi. Um, but they're really heavy on like crunchy guitar tones. But they they'll trade off who's playing guitar, who's playing bass, who's playing keys. You know, they they do a bunch of different stuff and loop everything, and it kind of gave me that vibe a little bit. I was like, oh, this kind of made me feel like this, which is a good thing because I'm a big fan okay. of them. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, I, really like the sound I would of even it. go like almost like a tame and polish, almost and like that kind of like that like vibeish almost in a way. Like yeah. I I really want to listen to this with like some like lighting going on. Like it's really like this. You got your own thing, dog, and it's like one of those things where. I, you sold me about We Dance, We Heal, about track five. And that's when I was like, all right, I really like what you're doing with this because it's like it's the progression of this song and the progression of this project. It's almost like you're, it's almost like you're scoring a movie almost in a okay. way because like, because it has like, it tells this story. It's like, okay, you're looking at the sun, kind of like that daydreaming feel. And then you go to where where dreams then lead. Then green leaves meet electric lights. I'm thinking, I'm taking that to marijuana reference. I'm not wrong. It was uh, the naming, just literally like pulling it out of the ethereal. So <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I I'm try like, not to make like too direct of references. Okay, I'm like, green leaves make electric lights. And then you got, oh, restful eyes. <laughs> yeah. so I'm like, right. I did not realize that connection. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I think it though. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So I'm, I'm trying to get like, so tell us, I don't, are we, are we interviewing right now? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, well, uh, let's let's introduce the beer, yeah, and then we'll get into right. the interview so we can have a little something yeah, to sip man, on. I, all right, so Waka Flocka Flame. <laughs> That's our code word for Eric, by the way. We can just describe <laughs> it because it's new and it's funny to us. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Also, I really love Waka Flocka Flame. Yeah. No, man. I really so I re I respect him. Actually. I don't. At I all. really <laughs> no, because he knew he knew exactly what it was. Dad plus you know his mom. He's a I Trump mean, supporter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I'm just joking, man. <laughs> nah, man. He always knew what he was. He always knew what he was. He knew he wasn't. He wasn't gonna be like the top rapper guy and stuff like that. Like he's just like a dude that was trying to make music. He didn't even want to rap. His mom pushed him. That's what I saw. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh. So. Anyway, back to uh, our guest, man. So, uh, take us to the album. Well, first is so, beer, the beer. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, let's keep it in the spirit of uh, the Michigan, man. So, we got the, uh, we're going a little bit sweet and sour today. Really excited for the Crushies Pineapple Pink Guava over from Oddside over in Grand Haven. This looks like it's going to be refreshing. Yeah, man. So, based on the label, you can least. follow us on untapped.com slash beats and brews pod. Uh, Crushy's Pineapple Pink Guava is a wheat ale brewed with coriander and sea salt. Fermented with pineapple and pink guava, uh, tropical, citri uh, tropical citrusy and crisp with a slightly tart finish. 4.5% ABV, no IBVUs. It is going to be really crushable and sour and sweet and delicious. I'm excited. I agree. And while we're trying this, play a little clip of some of our guests' music here. So when we're going to this I'll interview, you, they know. I'll let you pick what track you want to uh, hear. What they're, 
what they're hearing. What, what should they hear? Let's do To Where My Dreams Lead, just because that was the first single that came out. And okay. Like a, you know, the first introduction to the music. So. Sounds good to me. Cool. <laughs> I got lost in that. Yeah, man. It's um, very, like, almost, like, seductive-like in a way. Mm. So I was, because I was doing laundry while I was listening to this this morning, right? Yeah. And it just made me, it almost gave me, like, my background theme music. Yeah. Like, if I'm, like, what, if, like, the aliens or some shit watching this from, like, there, this is, like, the background theme music of me, like, going about my day. Well, I was going to say, like, that's, that like, perfect. I feel yeah. like, I feel like scoring film might definitely be in your future. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, that was, like. Like that was first of all, I gotta say, I think the saxophone is the most beautiful sounding instrument ever. That's alto, right? It's, that's an alto. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that sounded yeah. so great. I, I used and like, to play, so I, I, I was like, hey. I liked like the teased kind of long intro to it, and then when that sax comes in, it's like feels so good. Like, okay. you know, no, no, that no. Feels so really nice. besides saxophone, how many? So what? How many instruments do you play? Just in general. Well, I like when I say I play like saxophone is main the main instrument that I actually like. I've dominated, not dominated, I'm learning to dominate, but that's like what I feel really comfortable on. 
Um, I'm kind of a like a I do clarinet if I have to. I've like <laughs> just got like con you know I just got a certain gig with a like a pit orchestra gig and it's like oh shoot like gotta <laughs> gotta like gotta pick up the clarinet. <laughs> um, but then I've been learning synthesizer for the past year. I was so gonna say so that intro is definitely all synthesizer so, and then yeah. this, the, the notes for, just for just for my clarification the notes yeah. for like the saxophone notes for clarinet are the same right. More kind of like in the bottom register they're not, but in the top register they are. Okay, so it's right. like really confusing. It's kind of like the notes in this delicious beer that we oh, had. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to yeah. pause and quickly say that My I think this is dog. a very refreshing, light tasting, easy to crush this on the summer day. This would have been perfect oh, yeah. like three <laughs> days ago, and it was like seventy degrees out. Mm. Like I really like us light, subtle, crispy. It's only four point five percent, so it's not gonna get you too drunk. I mean, I really, really enjoy this. Outside, I, mean, I like I really, that little sea salt uh, flavor, flavor in the aftertaste. It just keeps you good. just thirsty yeah. enough yeah, to drink right, more. Right. <laughs> it just yeah, keeps you for sure. <laughs> no, it's like it's really not as tart. It's like a very subtle tartness to it. Yeah. I really enjoy that. I mean, you know, goes. It's not really like punch you in the face sour. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. Still got like that sweetness. Like you can kind of taste like the uh, the guava fruit in there too. Like it's re it's really well. What done. they rated on Untap? Uh, it is three point six on Untap. Three point six. Yeah. They're out of five, right? Yeah, that yeah. would be about where I would put it at. I really, I mean, it sounds low, but I actually really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, but anyways, back to this music of yours. So. Yeah. What kind of, because this is something that I always kind of want to ask the guests because it kind of makes it easier for me to understand the music is where, like, what brought you to music um, in the first place? How old were you and, like, what made you realize this we is what I want to do? real questions yeah. here. Yeah, um, man, that was a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, I would kind of dedicate it to my, well, my parents always had kind of some sort of jazz or classical music going on in the house, but I'd really dedicate to my sisters. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a sister that's eight years older than me and a sister that's four years older than me, and they both started playing music, and they picked up the clarinet. But they both played the clarinet, actually. And then my older sister, the sister who was four years older than me, played the saxophone. Um, but then, or she wanted to switch to the saxophone, never ended up doing it, so there's like a saxophone in the house, and I was like... I want to play that. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. but I kind of looked up to my. I did look up to my sisters, and they're the ones who started music. So that's kind of what got me into it. Where would we be without the women in our lives? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Oh. I mean, we wouldn't be born for starters. That's right. a, that's yeah. a fact. That, that is a fact. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, what were what kind of music was it that they were playing that got you kind of hooked on it? Was it just hearing them play, or it was literally just them being in band? Mm -hmm. um, and we all went to the school where you just got to start music when you're in fifth grade. Mm -hmm. um, and I picked up. Uh, I actually started playing on baritone, like just okay. not baritone, so just straight up baritone, like mini tuba kind of thing. And, okay. then, and then switched to saxophone when the spare saxophone came into the house. Um, and like, it was like a really, you know, my parents didn't want to invest a lot. So there's a really cheap like eBay kind of mark knockoff saxophone, but it like worked like for what I needed at the time. And uh, yeah, so I got to play it. Um, and then they, it wasn't really my, like a particular style. I never actually listened like the first non-jazz or non-classical music I listened to was The Strokes in 8th grade. Okay. Nice. Like, <laughs> and everything else is classical and like just random like downloaded things of jazz and I didn't even like listening to improvisation. I just liked listening to the head and uh -huh. then I'd be like, improv doesn't matter. <laughs> like some like young white dude not even caring about the <laughs> culture of jazz. But, <laughs> but yeah, that was it and then The Strokes were like my first like, or Green, I guess Green Day, I had like a Green Day phase. Dookie? Um, I don't, it was American Idiot. Oh, okay. Okay, early two thousands. Yeah. I yeah. love that album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then after that it was the Strokes for like all of the Strokes, and then 
I don't know, got into stuff after that. But it's crazy how like the long the strokes have been around forever and they're still headlining festivals and tours yeah. and shit. They're gonna be here this summer with uh Red Chili Peppers at Comerica Park. What? Oh, really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually didn't know that either. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Chili Peppers, uh their new album actually I think it comes out the same day as your album on oh, April first. Wow. <laughs> okay. It's their first album in a while and the first album with John Frashanti back in the band. And uh so yeah, they're going on a big tour over summertime, and them and the Strokes are playing Comerica Park. I, I'm not sure the date on it, but sometime in June or July or something like that. Yeah, but that would be fucking sweet. That's funny. That's very interesting that you want <laughs> that you go from classical music and jazz standards to the Strokes. <laughs> like, yeah, what got you into the Strokes? <laughs> uh, the Strokes was actually like this <laughs> this friend I had in in like middle school, high school, who ended up being like a crush, who then like told me to li- like made me like a mix CD of the Strokes. Okay. And then I started listening, <laughs> and then but then I like got my own kind of interest towards it. But that was why it started because I just had this crush on a person. And, <laughs> oh, <laughs> That'll man. do it to you, man. That'll do it to <laughs> yeah, you. Music, yeah, that, yeah, that, that tends you go down like paths of music. Yeah. Yeah. Back to where would we be without the women <laughs> right. in our lives? <laughs> yeah. Once again. <laughs> yeah, that's how it happened. So. That's funny, man. I was obsessed with like, well, not obsessed, but I was really into in high school because like that was when that era of music was very popular was when i was yeah. in high school so like the strokes white stripes mm. the vines the hives like all of the the bands that were all mm. making that kind of like the used the used but that was a little bit different that was a little that's when it kind of started to change like the, the emo that was like emo right? it was yeah. more like you know like that like um fast picking like power chord type stuff i don't know i don't i really like the strokes man like julian casablanca's got like a yeah. really cool solo music too i really like mm-hmm. him too so that's awesome though, but um, yeah, I I want to hear more of this album of yours. Can we play another track? Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that first one felt good, and I know there's um, at least hearing from I, like the first to that one, there's definitely different sounding vibes. Gotta on this say, album, I do so. love the uh, little like tidbit with your like the call me when you came with your grandma. I yeah, really yeah, enjoyed yeah. that one. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Thanks. <laughs> I was I I didn't know you know I was like, do I upload this? Do I not? But it was really, like, my grandma's been, well, was, like, she passed away in 2020, and I, but I was there. Like, I was there to, like, kind of be with her. Mm-hmm. And, like, she was always, like, a really important part of, like, just my music journey. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just always took the saxophone into the nursing home and just played. That's <laughs> awesome, man. That's awesome. Just, it's, know, like a, yeah. it's like a really nice tribute you did there. Thank though. you. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I like that. Um, which right. one do you think we should have? So, play, let's. Give us one that has a little bit of a different, because I know there's a lot of different textures and stuff. Dude, on this you got stuff. layers to this, so, <laughs> yeah. like, dude, all right, let's just so do. they can hear the versatility in your music. I, I know which one I want to play. But, <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I was thinking we dance, we heal, but I don't know if that was yeah. That was the like one I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, a right, little bit of we dance, we heal from Jeffrey Thiele. the synth there. Mm-hmm. I think it was like around like halfway more when I started switching up.
kind of reminds me like Zelda music. Right there. <laughs> 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 kind of Since <laughs> always sounds like Zelda music a yeah, little bit. That got me thinking a little bit, and I wanted to get a little nerdy with you on this because we don't oftentimes get, you know, the production side of it. A lot of the times we get singers and we get rappers and stuff like that. So when it comes to your writing process, where do you – do you have a definitive place that you like to start? Like, all right, maybe let me come up with a a piano groove or a synth groove or let me throw the – just a little drum beat on. And, like, how do you get get it started when you're writing? So (laughs) – yeah, that, there's a long answer to that. I don't okay. know if you want. No, like, I kind of do. Yeah, <laughs> okay. That's, that's yeah, the yeah. point of the show. Yeah, so yeah, yeah let's I go figured for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. So I, that song was written and re- like recorded. Um, I got, I'll say written and recorded. My writing, pro- I don't sit, like sit down and like kind of do like a, I'm gonna do this now, this now, this now. Um, I'm trying to do that more often now. But like this at the time, it was just a lot of stuff was improvisatory firstly because i was learning the equipment that i because i basically i was living out of the country until june 2020 where at in el salvador oh shit Uh, okay (laughs) nice that's awesome um yeah and like i decided to go home uh to midland michigan uh just because i had lost all my work in el salvador and i was like i i had no reason to be there um at the time and i was like well i had I i just i didn't see like worth being there so i was like i'm gonna go home but i used this time to like uh, really kind of cultivate my own solo project because I was a part of other bands in El Salvador, but okay. it wasn't like my own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just only me and I was like, really wanted to start doing like modular stuff and like synthesis and getting hardware and, and whatnot. And I had also linked up um, with Marcus Elliott. Um, I don't know if you know the name Marcus Elliott. He's a I'm unfamiliar with We don't, yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's a Detroit saxophonist. Okay, um, awesome. Yeah, he's super like low key. He's Everyone calls him dad because he's like the dad of the music community See, like the, o- the og of the he plays with shigato he's actually oh, the saxophonist shit. on shigato okay, what, what didn't know that. he's shigato. the saxophonist on shigato's stuff oh, oh shit awesome. okay yeah i have to um, look into this see if we can get him on pod but yeah, anyways, oh, yeah, continue. I'm sorry. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah so marcus um at that time um i so i because i decided that my music <laughs> sorry going back my music journey is an extremely roundabout journey right like um and i can m- mention that later but i i was had started taking i decided i wanted to start taking lessons again i took lessons with a guy in el salvador kind of worked but didn't really work out and then i decided to stop with him and then i reached out to marcus because i saw him on do you know who anna gamolka is oh of course yes, yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I, anna gamolka she's like, been on the show nice yeah, <laughs> she's super cool yep. um and like i saw him i saw her post something about him on her story and i was like he seems like a really good saxophone teacher a potential saxophone teacher so i wrote him on instagram and we, we um talked and then we ca- had a phone call and we had lessons you know, started lessons, and then we were, he was trying to teach me, like, jazz theory, like, straight out of the, you know, out of the gate. It wasn't working, so we went another route, because I wasn't ready, like, mentally or emotionally, mm-hmm. and he's essentially, like, 
just take essentially we're learning like the modes of the um like the are you like how's your music theory i don't know like what, how you're on I'm um, I'm nerdy with my stuff, but I don't okay. know I have too no, much about. Yeah, theory. I am not. <laughs> I don't know okay. anything about conventional music at all. Okay, yeah. well, it's just like uh, the major. Like we're learning all the major modes, which like mm -hmm. I don't know. Like and essentially, like we're going like it's an Ionian, uh, Lydian, or uh, I'm gonna make a fool of myself right now. <laughs> but like I Ionian, uh, Dorian, Phrygian, uh, and we're in the the Aeolian mode, which is um, that week. And he's like, just literally, all he was telling me to do is like take write something in the aeolian mode like so just in a certain it's in a certain key on a certain like interval and you have to like make sure it's on that and like on that like it has to be in the same i don't know anyways he's like right in the aeolian mode you can do whatever you want though like you can write like however you want it to do like but he was telling me like we we're also in this phase where a lot of my compositions weren't um weren't moving in a direction they were kind of just like looping i would make a cool loop but it would just sit there. And then he's like, I want you to like start trying to transition your stuff, like go from point A to point B to point C. So that time I had essentially like what I did, I was at that time I had the electron diggy tech. Mm -hmm. So I use as my like brain. I don't know if you're familiar with electron devices. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the, I use the diggy tech as like my main like MIDI brain and beat brain or whatever. Um, and then I had that routing into the uh, Ma Moog, Moog matriarch. And then also then a, a MIDI through to the Moog subharmonicon. And the subharmonicon was like the first synth I got. And I and because I, I was I was just so intrigued by like this. It goes down the subharmonic, like um, intervals and whatnot. But anyway, so what I had done, I think I had programmed um, the, the the set of chord changes in the diggy tack. And like that was basically what I like I don't know. I don't know how, and I think I had read in this book called Patch and Tweak, that's by Moog, um, from this other guy who's now my teacher as well. His name's Brian Knoll. He's, his name, he goes by Lightbath. He's an ambient guy. Okay. I was reading his interview in this book, and he's like, do this on the Moog Matriarch to make it sound like this. Like, essentially, um, instead of, and you can do arpeggiation, but you can set it to a mode where it will, instead of hitting every single um, oscillator, like, if you're in one vo single voice mode, it'll hit. Uh, every note it hits, it'll trigger all four oscillators okay. to, to go, and they'll all go through the same envelope. But in the mode he kind of brought to light in his interview was this: you're in four voice voice mode, but it essentially on every every note of your arpeggiated like sequence, or if you're sending MIDI, if it if it's sending like a chord that's like a C, E flat, G, and B flat, it won't hit um, all the oscillators on the C, all the oscillators on the G, all the oscillators on E flat, it'll go, essentially hit, it'll switch oscillators every time. So it'll give it like a spacier kind of like um, more timed out. Uh, I guess you're leaving space for other things, and, uh, mm -hmm. whereas not, you're not hitting every single oscillator at the same time. I don't know if I'm explaining Is that what it. makes the kind of the sound kind of um, kind of like pull out, like almost yeah. like a pulsating kind of? Yeah, it's like a bum, bum, bum. It's like kind yeah. of gives you that counterpoint-esque okay. kind of like feel, mm -hmm. like what you'd get in like a Bach organs fugue or something like that. But honestly, that happened by accident. Because <laughs> it sounds like it's more like that, like kind of like that big room sound on the more where like, I guess you kind of yeah. Yeah. More like way more full, I guess. In a way. Yeah, it like yeah. takes its time to develop the chord, the the chords instead of hitting them all at once. I guess mm -hmm. if that makes. Um, and 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 I also was kind of learning how to use a synthesizer, and I liked using like a big delay on it to give it the bigger room as well. But it, yeah, and using like the the saw wave to get a really fat sound on it. Um, 
and then I had programmed that, and after I programmed the chord changes, I then programmed the subharmonicon um, with its rhythms. And I don't know if you, you're familiar with the synthesize the synth, so the subharmonicon synth. Uh uh-uh. oh, not really. No. Oh, it's just like a, it's a, it's got two oscillators on it, um, and then two sub oscillators for each oscillator, and then it's got it's a sequencer as well. But it, what it does is it like splits the time in a. Like it subdivides your your main clock in a in weird ways, so it's not giving you like very even kind of like one and two and one and it gives you that in the the second part of that song, you hear that voice come in that's like dun 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 dun, dun mm-hmm. and that's the subharmonicon. Okay. So uh, essentially, I'd program that, and then I also had programmed the sample to come in on the diggy tact, and I basically was just using the mute function, so I was just muting my tracks and and unmuting them as I went. Um, and that track actually, a uh, little like secret about the album, the uh, walk, come with me, let's walk together, is just uh, the entire ver- the long live version or live take of tracks of the um, Oh Restful Eyes and Oh really um, okay yeah because I, I don't know if anyone really noticed that like which is cool like, but it just like they're all different vibes and stuff but right. I just like they're kind of cuts of the same piece yeah um, but that. Um, that piece I just did like in one take in my bedroom. Um, that's sweet. And, like, that's what's up, dude. But it was just like that's kind of how I was doing all this stuff. It was just really like, for lack of a better word, like vibey. Like, mm-hmm. but in a way, um, I didn't have the the expertise to like know to plan everything out. Like, and it just kind of I would rely on like the I think of music as like an old stream of energy, like an ancient stream of energy that's just kind of flowing around us, and you mm-hmm. can just pluck out of it. But you can. Energy is um, transferable, man. So yeah, that's yeah. Like that's what I love about music, cause like yeah. with the stuff you and we said this last week. I, the exact quote: "You pull this stuff out of air, right? Yeah. And then you transfer it to like the listener, and then that listener gives off that same like kind of like it kind of like receives that emotion you try to get across in music, and that's what's the beauty about yeah. music, you know? Agreed. Yeah. Kind of it, ultra. It's interesting stuff, hearing yeah. you describe your relationship with your teacher too, um, and how he kind of taught you to get from point A to point B to point C, because I can kind of hear that. Mm. in um the first track that we listened to because it started with that synth loop and then you get this beautiful new sound with the, when the sax comes in so it's yeah. like going from that original loop to all right now we're expanding out yeah so yeah we're getting to point b here it's and like super that. experimental so that's, that's why i like hearing the breakdowns of that kind Thanks, of stuff yeah, yeah and like the actual pr- like uh, the actual progression of this album is like something because it's like each one gets like kind of like trippier and trippier i guess in a way <laughs> and stuff like that where you kind of like play around with the sounds and i'm like Okay, so you're using different synths. It's almost like some, like, because I know 80 synths are hot right now, but the way you use them is kind of, like, just, like, real, like, real funky, dude. Okay. Like, yeah. Just I a- have two uh, two musician buddies that I would like to introduce you to or send you their stuff on Instagram. Yeah. Um, have, are you familiar with Dugatron at all? No. Dugatron is my, well, it's Stevie two, T yeah, Stevie and, uh, T and Kyle Freider. Um, but they are really into, like, electronic music and... But not like um, Steve's always been a big proponent of kind of sounding different, and he's he doesn't like you know to use basic time signatures mm. or like he likes to be like sometimes leaning into ambient. And Jaws the Bite is the other one. Is my buddy Mike Sabatini? Uh, he's really into like that ambient kind of stuff. I'll send you his album. What after, um you know, What are you guys. listening to just like in general right now? Uh, right now I've been on a. That's always like the question. It's on on an actress kick. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the the, the producer named Actress. Oh, no. yeah. So like Actress, uh, that's kind of where like I've been talking with Brian, this teacher, like uh, about where I'm going next, and like Actress is this kind of like 
Is it spelled this? Uh, sorry, yeah, it's like literally like okay, actress. Okay. Like, I just um, want to save it for later. So yeah, I can look it up. Uh, the album R.I.P. by actress. Album R.I.P. That yeah. and um, no, just listen to R.I.P. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, but actress has Got been. Um, so actually, actress and then Shigato. I've been listening to to Detroit or like the, what's the month? There's like the Monday. Um, his album, um, Mon- like the old Monday or something. I can't remember the name of the album, but it's I can pull uh, it yeah. Up. Who? Shigato is like uh, the okay. um, but. Oh, is uh, that me? That oh. is you. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accident, yeah. my bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, Actress is a very uh, kind of like, uh, it's experimental as well, but Actress The New Monday. It. Yeah, The New, new Monday, Monday is okay. a Shigata one. Um, and yeah, so at, going to Actress, is essentially Actress is this kind of a really crunchy uh, vibe-y, like, but they, like, Actress does not care whether the person, it feels like he doesn't care whether whether this, the listener is going to really like it. He chooses, because there's one song, it's the entire song is all wet reverb. And it <laughs> sounds like this like or, this beautiful organ progression, like or synth progression, just but way out in the back, and yeah. it never comes forward. <laughs> and it's just like stuff like that that I'm trying to learn from and really go in. My buddy Sebs, the one I was just telling you about, Jaws the yeah. Bite, he'll go out in nature and like mic up like, you know, like the, Sound of like leaves blowing or like birds you chirping. Know and shit. He'll like, incorporate that into his music production. T-, T Green is another one that does. Yeah, like T Green is big yeah, into that kind of stuff yeah. too. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. That that kind of stuff is very interesting to me. And there's like this whole other community. It seems like um they have like it's got a real scene. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it. The people that are way more versed in it than I am. I wish I was better at being able to describe the stuff. But um, I I I definitely have taken a liking to it. Um, and if you see it live, like if you sort of know like how difficult some of the things are to do live, I'm like, it's really kind of cool. Cause my buddy Sabs has taken me to shows where it's nice. been a lot of like ambient stuff and he's like, mm-hmm. Oh dude, the thing that he'll be like the, Oh, well, the machine that he's using right here is like a real, like old hard to <laughs> like program or like this, something like that, you know, like real yeah. nerdy stuff. But I like that kind of stuff cause I am a big nerd. So yeah, <laughs> well, it's fun. It's fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, so anyways, on our show, yeah. and since we're asking you about um, music that you're interested in, we do a segment on our show called Something Old, Something New, Yeah. where uh, each week we talk about something new that came out that we're listening to, or it could be new to us, something that we just found out about, and then an album that's um, you know older, doesn't have to be, it could be anywhere from you know five to 50 years old. Um, so that's kind of a segment that we do on the show that yeah. um, we're going to transition into here. Uh, were you about to say something? Yeah, man? man. I really wanted to. I want a couple more questions. About yeah, for sure. Album. Go ahead. Yeah, I just really yeah. want. So, like, the actual is there an like? Because I see the progression is like how like you name the tracks and stuff like that, and then how it ends. Is there like an actual story to this album? Um. So this goes into the whole idea of being vibey. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, a, a musician's just like, you'll hear it. <laughs> and, yeah. and you're like, what? Okay, but um, essentially, th- uh, it would, like, pay off just to explain, like, how these tracks were made, like, in the grand scheme. It's, it wouldn't, I don't know, it wouldn't take too long. But, yeah, like, no, it, abs- like, do your thing. Yeah, right, well, it's essentially, like, uh, the album. So I had a bunch of stuff that... I had taken that. So Marcus is kind of this teacher has has transitioned into not just teaching one off like uh, hour long lessons, but instead he's he does semesters where you like you pay for like a bulk of like nine to twelve weeks for him. It's like better on him, better for the te- the learner and everything. And he for this time he was I was taking this class called the Inner Artist Method. That Marcus is if any musicians out there are looking to like really explore their creativity and their confidence as artists, like they should really look into that. Um, what was it? What was it called? The Inner Artist Method. But Inner if you just talk method. to Marcus, you know he he teaches it every semester. Um, I think every semester. But anyways, it's just exploring like 
your inner critic and your inner artist. And a lot of it's kind of like really facing your inner critic. And Marcus is, he wanted to essentially at the end of this class kind of have his students come out with an end project. And I was like, you know what? Like at, at the end, I didn't know, I mean, or take beginning, I really had no idea what was going to happen. But I, you know, after like coming to terms with who I was an artist, as an artist and like who I can be and what kind of music I create and how to be unique and, the most important message I took from that was like, all that matters is that you're genuine. Because part of it, like I couldn't listen to other saxophonists. Like uh, I don't know if you know who Eddie Codrington is. Mm-hmm. I do actually. Yeah. Three. So yeah. if Eddie's, li- I don't know if he listens to this or not. But Eddie, like I couldn't. I had to like mute him on Instagram and stuff because like he, we're like similar ages and like and I was like. I can't listen to him because I get like too jealous. Because <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. that. So <laughs> like, like a lot of the times, like, cause I mean, I, like, I listen to things with my artist brain and stuff like that yeah. too. Like when I, if I go in like songwriting and stuff like that, it's really hard to listen to like certain artists that are like kind of similar to what I do or something like that. It's just because it's like, yeah, I don't want to take. Why didn't I fucking think of that? Yeah, like, <laughs> I should have did yeah. that. Like, Why so did so I think of either that yeah. or it's like, man, how did he do that? Yeah, I don't think I could ever do that. And then it causes like a big like, almost, not even like a self esteem thing, but it almost kind of like a big thing like man am i actually good enough to hang with somebody yeah. like this like, exactly well, yeah so it was like, yeah. yeah so like but and then marcus like he, he's like dude it doesn't matter like whether you're comparing someone all that matters is that you're you're genuine and like you just need to be who you are and i'm like okay and so keep that thought in your head and then my other teacher brian um like we've been doing like just monthly lessons and he listens to some of my older stuff on spotify just as a lesson we talk through it and he's like listen if you take some of the stuff and like this, a lot of the stuff is great, but I do find myself like doing, cause he used to do this live, like looping thing. And he's like, this is what happened to me. I'd like loop a lot of my stuff and then I'd solo over it. And he's like, there's less discretion on where you're soloing and where you're creating the vibe. And you just kind of start soloing over stuff and mm-hmm. it gets, it gets boring fast. Mm-hmm. And he's like, this stuff is interesting, but it can be like boiled down to three minutes. And he's like, so I bet you, if you take a lot of your old stuff and, really chop it down and like really boil it down then it could be some really cool like stuff that pops so i took that with marcus's like genuine genuinity kind of comment and and just went on mixing sessions and like and just cut down like a lot of stuff i'd post on instagram my other like spotify stuff and i just started really cutting it down and like getting and and feeling out like every piece and whether or not it could be cut down or uh, Mm -hmm. whether i could should just throw it out and after mixing it all down, it came into these these twelve tracks, and it was actually ten tracks at first. Um, and I was like, yeah, I, I think this is it. Like, I think this is this is the album that I can release with, for Marcus's project. And then after that, like, I was listening to another track that I had created, um, just with the it was simply the subharmonica, and it was Grandma Lives Here. And after I was like listening to it, and I was sitting with Ruth, um, my girlfriend, and like she was here visiting, uh, and because uh, we're in a distance relationship, um, okay. and like yeah, so it was like welcome Ruth, yeah, hey. Hey. welcome Thank to, this, welcome to yeah. Michigan, yeah, yeah. So like so we were sitting together and we were listening to this track, and I was like I don't know, but then I I was listening to it, and I all I felt was like just my grandma's presence, and I was like this is literally like I don't know, and it's, it's surreal, <laughs> man. Probably yeah. a little yeah. overwhelming. <laughs> it was, and I was like I have to like then this song, I just like the 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 name Grandma Lives Here. Um, was uh, was just came to me, and the idea then is that like this whole album, the look at the sun, like, is this idea of I don't know. Start it just starts with like a I'm gonna accept what's out here and like and and look at everything around me and 
whether or not I like what I see or not, I'm going to I'm going to let it be there. And then you're transitioning into this like it's you start kind of looking outwards and then you're starting to turn inwards on yourself. And then after you start to explore your inner self, you then start to explore that space like between your mind and your body. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then that is what I think connects us to the other like ether that's surrounding us. It's like the synergy, man. It's like the synchronized energy. I think what you're describing is jazz. (laughs) (laughs) Like like, that's really it. I mean, like I've kind of like adopted this because, you know, obviously jazz does have a genre, but I feel like jazz is almost the a genreless thing. It's almost more of like a an expression of the art more so than the actual art. You know what I mean? It's the ability to just freeform play, you know, it's, like just go off. It's and, just raw emotion you know, coming raw together. Emotion and like different to, things. Cause jazz know. is like jazz and blues, for instance, is like one of those ones where it's just like, it comes from so many, it's so many different ways to attack it. Cause mm-hmm. I mean, like say like rock it's and roll, stuff that like that is offsprings of like jazz mm-hmm. and whatever it may be. Like, it's just, it's just, raw motion coming out on tracks and like just like how like the grit like I, I fucking love blues for instance like a bb yeah. king for instance like mm-hmm. how he plays like guitar yeah. and everything like that it's just one of those things where you could just tell like he's just going through some shit almost mm-hmm. in a way it's just like uh, like all right i'm gonna just leave you're it just all in it, these like tracks you're man. not even yeah. like focused on form or chords you're just focused more on like what's you're feeling those people that that can just like (laughs) rock it those people that can just rock it by ear with like no structure and stuff like that it was Mm -hmm. just like the ones that are like almost like creatively free in a way i guess in a way where it's just like you know we don't really have like the structure to we can just kind of like that's why dilla was so good at production i feel like because he really didn't follow like like any kind of structure so it's just one of those ones where it's just like all right I know the timing is off at the same time. It's going to be fucking In dope. fact, a lot of <laughs> a lot of critics didn't know what to do with Dilla in the yeah. early days. Like a yeah, lot okay. of like like the early reviews and stuff of like Donuts and stuff were not even that favorable. They were more they got like re-reviewed after he passed and like you know, kind of stuff like that, but a lot of them didn't see the People vision for People don't get flowers him, you know? to their dead sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. But um no, I like that you do that and that's interesting that you uh, kind of what you're describing has been a theme this this whole start of 2022 has been mentioned on almost every podcast is to make the music that you want to hear. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, to, the to, moment you, and it's hard to do. It's hard to you know. The moment you second out, guess but. yourself is the moment you're losing. That's yeah. how I feel like it's one of those ones where, as an artist, you have to be comfortable enough, comfortable, comfortable enough yeah. to where you're actually like making your you you're you're making your art like you're perfecting your craft and you're making stuff that you want to put out that you want yeah. people to listen you're not making stuff for like the mass i mean if you're making shit for the masses and stuff like that i mean cool you know do you and stuff like that but the real people that have like the longevity as mm-hmm. we were talking about like last week with imagine for instance are the yeah. people that actually take the time on their craft and actually love the stuff that they're putting and, out. And honestly, and I think like, a, a good point of, um, or a good a piece of advice I could say to anyone that's pursuing music, and if you don't know if you think your shit is good or not, listen back to it. Does it, is it honestly sound like something that you would put in your car and listen to yourself, or does it not? So, I mean, I think that's like a good way to, to judge it, really, because yeah, don't like, don't let the numbers. And I'm, I'm gonna say it. Could we actually win a whole episode? I swear, don't let the numbers get you fucked up. No, anyway, <laughs> That's so true. Like, yeah. I keep, I'm always on like artists for Spotify. Yeah, Spotify for artists. I'm like, 
But at the same time, like my this lat uh, come with me like walk together broke a hundred streams like last week, and I was like, oh my god, like this is it's huge for me. Yeah, like, it's how we feel. You know? dude. That's exactly how we feel. <laughs> yeah, but then my other friends are like, reach three k this week, and I'm like, yeah, no. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things like that. Like whole was it the Spotify for art, like the rap thing they do at the end of the year yeah. and stuff like that. Oh it's, yeah. yeah. So it's one yeah. of those things like you just don't let that. Don't let that dictate like the quality of music that you mm-hmm. put out. I feel like it, just stay stay true to yourself, plus, stay I true mean, to your craft. Like plus, I think actually- what the music industry shows us is kind of lying to us, anyways. Like yeah. in, in the vein of like you have to have number one singles on the radio to have a career in music. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't. I mean, if you want to be rich quick, you know <laughs> what I mean. But yeah. like you can definitely. Like I reference this guy a lot, and when I'm talking about this kind of conversation, there's a rapper that I really like. His name's Odyssey, out of uh, or out of the PG Maryland area. Um, he does very well for himself, and he only makes music for a living. He doesn't have any other jobs, mm. but he's relatively unknown to the masses. But he does, you know, he'll make production for video games behind the scenes, or yes. he'll do like you know this or that, and he has a very very good hit live touring band. Bam, I've so never he heard. Great I've never too. heard Tech Nine on the radio once. Actually, never. Hood, Hood right, go, exactly actually, no, that's point. a lie. Hood Go Crazy was on the radio, but or besides like, that, like that dude has built an empire for strange music <laughs> or, on the low, and nobody would even know. Like he was on the Forbes list and stuff. Like or top how, of how cool is this? So there's this. Um, uh, are you familiar with the rapper Russ? No. So Russ is a dude that's done it all independent, and he's like that's one of like the main messages in his music is mm. pushing. Not conforming to a label and doing everything independent if you can. Obviously, it's not everyone. I mean, everybody has certain situations. What what he did uh, over the last couple weeks, I think, is really fucking cool. So he made this song called "Handsomer," and um, he wanted to do a remix to it, but he wanted to do the remix to have a feature by a fan. Mm -hmm. So he put it out on TikTok, like, "Hey." I'll, here's the beginning part of it, collab to the end of it, and post it, and I'm going to pick the best one, and that's going to be the official remix. And he did that. This girl on the, I forget her name, Heather something, came on there and killed it. Just, like, killed a little verse. He put it out with her on it, and that song is now on the Billboard charts right wow, now. Like, wow. how fucking cool is that? <laughs> like, yeah. That's really awesome to me. But um, anyways, let's transition into something old, something new, since we've been running a little bit yeah, longer. Man, I think we, yeah, because yeah, we were at the 38-minute mark when yep. Eric checked in. Um, so, yeah. Uh, you want to kick off something old? Something? I actually do yeah, because it kind it. of actually has worked out perfect because this artist is kind of like in that original bag. And, and to piggy, piggyback off last week, we were learning about what dream pop music is. Oh, yeah. And when I pulled up her bedroom dis- pop, bedroom, bedroom pop, bedroom. I'm sorry, yeah, bedroom pop and dream pop. There's like a few different words to like describe it art pop, electric pop. I, there's yeah, Dream there's slight differences pop? and stuff. Probably. But um, yeah. the artist I'm talking about. I don't want to offend anybody in that in in the realm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the <room. laughs> right. Um. But anyways, the artist I'm talking about is Leaky Lee. She's a Swedish uh, pop artist, yeah. electronic artist. Um, and the album that got me into her was her 2011 album Wounded Rhymes. Um, and I wanted to you know continue celebrating the women for uh, Women's History Month. And, you know, honestly, this is one of those things where if I still had my old school podcast with the wheel, I'd probably be listening to her more. But Instagram had posted that it was her birthday, and I was like, holy shit, I have not listened to her music in so long. Let me go do that. So I went back, and I've been listening. And, man, she's just so creative and um, definitely is of that completely herself cloth. You know what I mean? She doesn't conform to anyone else's standards, I don't think. And she has made, really made a really cool I mean she kind of exists in the indie world but um it's definitely got more of an electronic producer type of yeah. um backing to it um I'll I'll just let you guys get a little piece of it here Eman play um 
Get Some is probably the song that put the world onto her music um, more so, I think, on a, on a grand scheme. So play that one for him. Get E-man. Some from, who, what was that? Leaky Lee. It's spelled L-Y-K-K-E space L-I. Gotcha. Get Some. By the way, happy birthday to her. She just turned 36 last week. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure this song has been used in commercials by now too. Yeah. Some from Leaky Lee off her 2011 album, um, but yeah, she's a really cool artist, and I'm gonna be listening to more of her that I've been reminded of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was my something old. Uh, E-Man, what do you got this so, week? Yeah, so this album actually just celebrated an anniversary, a uh, 20 oh, year anniversary, oh, nice. uh, a couple like last week actually. Uh, I really so here's the thing, I actually never listened to it. I knew where oh. I knew it existed. I listened to all their other albums, but I never listened to their original album. I uh, decided to go with uh, the NERD In Search Of album. Oh, actually, shit. So that was originally released August 6, 2001 in Europe, but then got really released in the States uh, in 2002, I want to say. I love that we've all leaned into the the good producers in our uh, Yeah, on picks. top of that, like, <laughs> NERD, especially around that time in hip-hop, like the 2000, 2001, that was like the Dirty South, like, crunk era. Like, start, that and gangster rap was starting to come around because 50 Cent was around that time and stuff like that. NERD kind of came around with this, like, whole, like, funk, like, Funk rap, like kind of like weird production totally out style, of the box like completely out of the pocket, <laughs> of, like just the normal production that was going around in hip hop that time. Because you know this was like, taking over for the nine nine two thousands. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was going era, on, cash money and no yeah, like all <laughs> that, like the gangster rap era mm-hmm. was going around. Like this was like just off the heels of like say, well Biggie died in like ninety seven, mm-hmm. so you had like Jay Z around that time. You still had like a bunch of like rappers come popping yep. up. Nerd like Pharrell, Chad Hugo. uh I forgot my man's name, dog. I don't know. Who's the third? Dude I only know Chad. Who's on uh, the cover, actually, of that I don't know. I, don't, I only knew uh, of the pro- the Neptune's production was Chad and uh, Chad and Pharrell. I don't know the other guys I in, for- in I the band. I keep forgetting the dude's name. But anyway, so I really love this album. And I, I'm I'm really mad at myself for never really giving it the time of day until recently. But it's one of those ones I'm happy I really went back to. Hey, it brought uh, you your favorite musician ever. It brought you Tyler. <laughs> Pretty much. Tyler's... It, is he my favorite musician ever? He's definitely my well, favorite I from mean, like your favorite right my two thousand tens for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, two thousand one version of In Search of, known as the electronic version, features prominent digital bass production, including drum machines, synthesizers as the backing track, with a sound more typical of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugan, uh, Chad Chad Hugo's production work as the Neptunes. Shay uh, Haley was the other guy, by the Shea way. Shay Haley. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, the album features three skits, book in, 
uh, bookended to the tracks. Things are getting better. Stay together. Tape you tells a loose story of NERD member Shay. Hey, oh, there you go. <laughs> it popped up in the script. I did not know was, that they were signed by Teddy Riley. Really? That's what I just saw on their Wikipedia oh, wow. page. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really enjoy this album. I really love what I listen to, and it's definitely just different from what was going on at that particular time. I really wish I was like old enough to appreciate it. I guess when it came out, but I'm glad I went back to it and listened to it. Now it's one of those ones where, damn, I you know I was a little bit young to the party, but yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed it, and let's play a little bit of track off of it. Let's yeah. go with. Let's go with, am I high with malice? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, yeah man, yeah Malice and the the, the Clips guys were all yeah, over Pusha it. Yeah, Pusha T and Khalees was also on the album too, which you know Pusha T and Malice make up uh, the Clips. Mm-hmm. Let's go with it. That's a good song. Yeah, it is. Another synth heavy song. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it in the spirit of this. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't wait to read this. <laughs> so listening back to the like past couple episodes, I, there was, hasn't been an episode in the past like four weeks that Tyler wasn't mentioned on. Yeah, and now now I have like actual like I was just reading that it popped up. Tyler the Creator said <laughs> that the album single served as his introduction to NERD and made him a lifelong fan of the Neptunes. Yeah, for sure. Like, that just happened to pop up yep. there, but yeah. Before we uh, move on from them real quick, <laughs> it's funny that you brought up NERD now because NERD actually makes me think of March Madness, which is going on right now because um, when March Madness was here, I think it was the Final Four was here in Detroit, they were doing all those free concerts downtown, and NERD had a free one that we went and saw, and that was a really good show, so hmm. shout out to them. Also, you know what I thought was really cool? One thing that I – like. I think Pharrell's a really smart man, and um, in that Kanye documentary, when it's showing the old footage of him meeting Pharrell for the first time and playing Pharrell through the wire, yeah. Um, when he tells him, he's like, you, "He's like, you got a hit here, and you're, I can see your music blowing up, and it's always you've got that personality, this and that." He's giving him compliments or whatever. He's like, "But don't ever get too big to judge your own music." He's like, "Don't ever lose that edge where you think you're bigger than." You know, saying or judging it and being and second guessing yourself. He's like, always keep that with you. Stay because, hungry, dog. And, and, yeah. Which is kind of crazy because he definitely didn't, Kanye definitely didn't take that advice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was just interesting to I see mean, him saying that. You sure? That. I mean, all the, all the release shows that's been going <laughs> on. You sure? It's just interesting to hear him say that, though, like 20 years ago when Kanye's this early 20s dude, you know, trying to like shop his music to everyone at the time. It was just like, I don't know. That old footage is the shit. Anyway, oh, you talking about like the one where he's going through uh, at the Rockefeller Studio and stuff like well, that, like just trying to all play throughout like... it. I mean, throughout the whole process of him, just like it shows him trying to play his music for Talib and Mose, 
playing his stuff for Pharrell, playing his stuff for like. You I kind of want to do anyone. a mini episode <laughs> just breaking down that documentary. Oh, to be honest dude. with you, but <laughs> <For> anyway. <real. laughs> Right. But yeah, uh, let's kick it over to uh, you. Got some new music you want to play, Joe? Old or music. You go, Joe, I got old music. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So I've got old-ish. That's like from 2017. I don't oh, know yeah. if that's old enough. That works. Uh, <laughs> that works. Uh, to me, it seems a lot older, but maybe not. It's by uh, so one of my like inspirations, uh, Colin Stetson mm-hmm. on a saxophone. He's mainly like a bass saxophonist. Um, but there's a song that I, I couldn't get over after like listening to it, and it's uh it's called it, one of my friends in London like uh, introduced him this to me. It's called Spindrift. It's off this album called All This I Do for Glory. This dude did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre theme. Yeah, he writes. Yeah, I, I've heard. I know his right name. Yeah, yeah, I know him. Yeah. He's a saxophonist oh, he, for Bonnie. Oh, he scores mad. That's why yeah. I know him. That's why I know oh, this him. This dude scores yeah. mad stuff. Yeah. I'm just looking at it. I'm like, all right. Yeah. So there's. I've seen Bonavera at Bonnaroo once. Nice. It was yeah. fucking beautiful. He said, I was crying. What song was it? <laughs> so it's called Spindrift. Um, but it's off the album All This I Do for Glory. Um, all this I do for glory. Which I took my inspiration from, like, for naming because I didn't do like capitalizations on my song titles, and he didn't do that either. That's where that came from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, Spindrift. It's just like this album is all just experimental bass saxophone, and he hooks like he hooks contact mics up to his saxophone, and then turns those into drums. Like, oh so shit! They click, they that's click crazy. It. Yeah, so it's insane. Whoa, that's really interesting. Like, I didn't even uh, think you could do something like that. Yeah, he did this time. He did, dude, he scored Hereditary. Oh man, I, he's a yeah man. This dude's a monster. <laughs> so you, you, we were talking about you scoring movies someday. So it only makes sense. <laughs> is that, like, is yeah, that something? Right? You, so I just I, said no, it. Is that something that? No, I do it, really want to like get into the whole film scoring industry. I just don't know how to break into it so right. like but i because i love that's like literally a whole idea of my music is transmitting emotion and just creating like kind of i would like, so shout i out would just make public posts to you know film students and stuff you know yeah. like who's interested so, in you know having shout music out to their... uh gats like friend of the show Gat matt Sauter, gatsby we mm-hmm. had him on and i remember i sat down with him it was like a few years ago and mm-hmm. he actually, because he was making me, like money, like scoring movies and stuff like that. Somebody sent him a scene from. I actually watched this in real time. Him doing this. Uh, what was that Ryan Gosling movie? The Drive. No, not that one. Oh. It's the one, one where he was one like, the one where he was like a bank robber, but it's in that same ballpark. Uh, it was him and then Bradley Cooper was all, like the cop trying to arrest him or oh, something like that. Oh, what the fuck was the name the of that? The Place movie? Beyond the Pines. Yes, I think that the was place called. Beyond okay, the Pines. Yeah. That's a good ass movie. So same, he, same. I think it's the same director as Drive. I believe. Oh, makes I believe. sense. Don't I mean, it me makes sense. That, yeah, you know, bad boy, bad boy Ryan Gosling. Anyway, mm-hmm. but still, so he uh, he was actually scoring that scene where he was like on the like run from the bank robber stuff like that. Some guy wanted like a clip based off of that scene, and he was like making this shit on the spot. And I'm like, dude, this is dope to actually start to score a movie. So I'm like, I honestly just from hearing your album, like I didn't I didn't get a chance to listen to the live when I saw you released earlier this year oh, too. Yeah. But like just going back to, it, I'm like. Dude, I honestly see you doing that someday, so just keep at it. And, and I think that's a play. cool ass. I, I I really love like so. I'm nerdy about a lot of things, so like when yeah. I'm watching movies, I'm always looking up the score. I'm like, who the fuck did yeah. this? Because I want to know what else they did and like what. Because like there's good money and a good another part of your career in it. Like look at um mm-hmm. like a good example of that would be Trent Reznor. You know, he he has this yeah. whole other world of scoring movies. Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead. Um, yeah. You know, the the Chemical Brothers have done a lot of awesome scores. They did Fight Club and um, the movie Hannah, which, uh, like, in my opinion, it makes... Yeah, Labyrinth with, mm, yeah, uh, with uh, Euphoria. Euphoria. Yeah, so uh, I, I think so it's really cool. Spindrift by Colin Stetson, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep. you got Sorry, it. Sorry, I got a little tangent there. Just kidding. No, <laughs> I know, I'm like, I'm trying to bring it back. I'm like, yeah, I got you. All right, let's ride it.
Yeah. <laughs> I just saw him like circular breathing and shit on his saxophone. That's crazy. Yeah. That's a style used in rap cadence too. Oh, okay. Circular oh. breathing. Yep. Really? Yeah, big time. They do that when they're rapping? Yeah. Kind of to like keep It's not it's not up. called that, but so, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anthony Kiedis does it on the new Red Hot Chili Peppers single. I'll play a little bit for you later. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like a method of not running out of breath. Right, exactly. <laughs> saxophone too. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's the vibe too of the song. I want to hear him doing the. You said it's on this song where he does the drum. Uh, with the um, I don't know if it's on this song okay. actually. There's just like. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, you right hear there. that kick? Yeah. That's like from his. I think that's from one of his pads. That's like, crazy. Okay. I'm sure he like modified it after, like did post processing on yeah. his. Obvi- yeah, but there's it's some insane. like re- like reverb on or uh, what do you call that shit? Uh, I wish I knew the terminology. <laughs> on which the uh, kicker is what do you call it? it on the uh, on the actual sax. Oh, it's I think it's a reverb. Some, so, yeah, it's in a yeah. room. I don't know if they're actually recording it in a room or if they put it on post. But I think he's also got a mic where he's like actually doing the breathing on his nose because okay. that that wind noise I think is coming from him. Oh, man. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. But because I mean that's how he circulates. You suck in through your nose, blow your cheeks up, cut off your air, push your cheeks out while you're while you're sucking in okay. like, through your nose. So it's like a. So I think that breathing is him. okay. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah, and some there's like some more insane drum stuff on that album too. I, I like that kind of stuff, man. Like that's yeah. that, that's kind of like when I'm listening to artists because he was just talking about how he scored a bunch of movies. I'm thinking of that. Like I'm like, what 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 picture am I painting in my head to this? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm always thinking about that when I'm listening to movies. <laughs> I, yeah. w- I would love to have the resources to make a movie because I have yeah. so many ideas. <laughs> like a yeah. sur- I have like, I have like literally a soundtrack of like. <laughs> I've got actors picked out. I've got themes picked out. I mean, I like one of these. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel so like bad. the next logical step would be like to write a script <laughs> yeah, for, for, my, sure. for myself. For yeah. <laughs> it's just like so hard to like. I watched a whole documentary once on how hard it is to get an independent film made, produced yeah. and made, and it's like it was very. It was like inspiring because he got it done, but it was also very discouraging because I'm like, wow, he really, like, it takes a lot to try to get your shit. And so yeah. much money, man. Yeah, even just, like, music videos are, like, a two-minute video takes, like, oh my God. Know, like, thousands of dollars. Yeah, you know? dude. Neil, there's a EP that I, I, I mean, I'm going to go to something new real quick. I haven't yeah. listened to this yet, but I know you're going to love it because I love the artists that they collab with. <laughs> King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard teamed yeah. up with Tropical Fuckstorm. I saw that. Because I love Tropical I Fuckstorm. I know you love King Gizzard <laughs> yeah. and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah, they're my favorite, man. Uh, Satanic Slumber Party. I haven't heard it yet. I'm actually going to see them with Stevie, with Dugatron. Nice. That I was just telling oh, nice. you about. We're, uh, although it's weird. Tickets went on sale literally almost in an entire calendar year before the event. Like We bought tickets already, and the, the tour's not till. 2023, I believe. Wow. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre, Dang. but anyways, um, yeah, no, King Gizzard and Lizard were just fucking right. awesome. So They're very prolific for a band too. New. You want? I guess we you kick it off. Yeah, I will go. Um, so I went with a Caribbean artist that I've been fucking with a lot. Um, who has kind of been making a, a kind of a big name for herself. Um, her name's Shinsia. She finally put out her um, debut album, uh, which I'm already forgetting the damn name what's of it. Let the, me, uh, uh, what's the spelling on that bad boy? Oh, so she spelled S H E N S E E A. She has one of the most appealing oh. sounding voices to like rap to and like singing because she's got like this really awesome Caribbean accent, and um, I just really like 
what she's got to offer. I think she's um, she's really gritty. She's definitely got songs on here that are trying to. You can tell she's trying to get crossover success with like the pop world got, and stuff. You got Ty- out of the th- top three songs with Megan Thee Stallion, Twenty One Savage, and Tyga. Yeah, yeah, Tyga's yeah, on so. here. Yep. Um, I actually the one I want you to play is the one with Offset. That one's my favorite. It's called Offset. Bouncy. It's on the new album. Uh, yeah, it's on the new album. Alpha. But she's got like a lot of cool Caribbean people on here. There's a song called uh, "Lion," if you call it love, with Sean Paul, right. which it's great well, to hear Sean on. Paul what, what again. What label on she on, real quick? I don't. I don't Interscope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But play a little bit of it, anyways. Um, because got a hot she's really cool. Seconds of this for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me check real quick. What label you on? All right, so we play a little bit of bouncy from uh, Shin- Shinisa. Shinsia. Shinsia and Offset. <laughs> She can rap. You know who? I already know who she reminds me of off rip, and I don't want to compare it to her. But. She just kind of versatile with the way that she like kind of, um, she's kind of like one of those melodic rappers. She kind of reminds me of like I'm like vocal wise, and they're on the same label, and I don't want to say it, but she kind of reminds me of Tierra Whack a little bit. Really, yeah. I did, I was not gonna gather that comparison, but I kind of like it though. I, yeah, I, I like because I like both. I mean, I, I haven't li- dug that deep into her catalog, but I love Tierra Whack. But I'm just like kind of like that, like the production style is something I hear, and kind of like the voice is a little bit similar. Mm-hmm. But I I really enjoyed the little clip I heard. I'm gonna go back yeah. to the album. You know, we can't afford to play the whole song, <laughs> yeah, no, so, yeah, like, totally we can't agree. afford to play. Um, but the, yeah. she had kind of like some success going on because she's got a song with Megan The Stallion on here that kind of was going and up. Sh- oh, I dude, actually think that's oh, you the got worst reggae loyalty. I mean, you got yeah, oh, yeah. Beanie, Beanie Man, Man's you got Sean sure. Paul, yeah. oh, you yeah. got oh yeah, all the Caribbean yeah. artists, all the, everyone that's anyone really. Tiger, Tiger's on here twice. Um, <laughs> cool and Dre did the um, beat with the Sean Paul song, I believe too, which I really like. Cool and Dre's production, so. Yeah, that's my something new. Um, go check out Shinsia. It's gonna sound great all summer long too. It's got a, it definitely has that vibe to it. Um, Amen. Yeah, man. I got one album I listen to. Actually, I got two albums I listen to, and then one single. Uh, I want to go with the one I kind of spent the most time with, even though I didn't finish it, just because. It's oh, I have long a single too. Fuck. Uh, I went with the uh, the shadow in the shade from uh, Sid Ari the Kid. Actually, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this is is he a Detroit I, artist? I don't think so. I think he's like I feel like West maybe Coast. it was just because I saw him like I think he was like hanging with Royce a lot maybe or I mean, it tracks. Um, how do you spell his name? Is it S Y S Y D A R I D A Kid? Sid Ari the Kid. Yeah, I, I want to say like California. Oh no, complete opposite, New York. Huh. <laughs> That's funny. I don't get that vibe from him at all. Yeah, he didn't. Sign, he kind. He has like the West Coast sound almost in a mm. way. But yeah. How's the album? Is it good? I love it. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. I didn't. So I didn't finish it. The track with Jada, for instance, is. Oh, Jada's on there. Ama- huh? Yeah, he got a bunch of features on here. You got Chevy Jada. Got, too. got Benny. You got Trouble. Lloyd Banks, Ransom, Mickey Fax, Shy High, uh, Sci High, and Ti. Oh, I wonder how Royce feels about Mickey Fax being on there. <laughs> That's funny. 
Uh, Raekwon and Big Crit, J.R. Wright. Damn. Oh, yeah, I know. It's loaded. Yeah, everybody on this, <laughs> this thing. This album is loaded. It's long as fuck, too. 21 tracks. That's why I said I didn't finish it Damn. yet. I got, like, about halfway through, but I haven't heard a skip on this album. And I got to say, like, I really like the vibe of it. You got Ransom on here, too. Yeah, yep. Sidari the Kid, Crazy. The Shadow in the Shade. I'm going to go. I'm between two. Tra- that, oh, that Trouble track is great, too. Actually, you know what? I'm going to play that one. Uh, I'm going to play the Soul Food with uh, Featuring Trouble by Sid. Sidari the Kid. All right, cool. Actually, I th- I'm pretty sure he's independent, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, totally independent. Fuck, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They giving tours through the hood. Show the homies around. Just don't leave before it's over like Antonio Brown. Don't wait till you're <laughs> important. Trying to throw me a pound. <laughs> Oh, this is that's tight i like that a lot i want to let that run but you know mm-hmm. run on time here all right uh you got on something you. new for you yeah it's uh one of my like main inspirations um for life is james blake oh yeah. boy i love james blake yeah, yeah. baby <laughs> james blake is loved on this show <laughs> yep. yeah yeah ruth and i had the chance to see him live at the Fillmore. oh did you really yeah, i haven't seen him yet we were also at a bailora festival in mexico that was we also saw him live there it was insane wait uh, a fucking minute james blake produced king's dead yeah i actually didn't know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I never knew that yeah, I mean, kind of, he, he's been uh, he works with rappers pretty often i, yeah, I know that i just didn't know he did too. that song yeah, so he and I uh, actually, so like this one isn't, I don't think it features anyone, but I low key, it's one of my favorite tracks from his new album, Friends That Break Your Heart. It's called Lost Angel Nights. Yes. Just makes me cry. I, I, I think <laughs> Friends That Break Your Heart is like such a, such a brilliant album. Yeah. So we did um, a breakdown of our top uh, 10 albums of nice. last year. Um, a few months ago, and that was I think I think that had that at number five on my list. I um, don't yeah. even I know I think this made my honorable mention. I don't think I had it, okay. but like this is a really really yeah, it's brilliant. It's, he's, he's such a fucking he he like you just said his shit makes me cry for yeah. sure. Like his voice alone sometimes does that. It's so haunting sounding. Like yeah yeah. All right, so what song were we doing? Lost Angel Nights. Lost I just like love the cadences that it, he just goes in the. It just yeah. feels so rhythmic yet so soft and like. Mm-hmm. Present, you know. All right, we can play a little bit of this. Yeah, one. whatever. No, you don't. <laughs> He's on Universal. That's why. I'm like, <laughs> stop mentioning the things. Then we're gonna flag yeah. one. <laughs> Eric, bleep out every mention on this episode. <laughs> of Angel nights, 
kicking it with Kanye for a while that kind of reminds me of James Mr. Hudson I'm not sure oh I uh, think I know who you're talking yeah. about yeah I like James Blake more mind mm-hmm. you but like Mr. Hudson kind of had like that same feel I, mm-hmm. I don't know why it just randomly popped in my head but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway. before we move on there was one more single that I wanted to play who's definitely independent as fuck right now um, Asher Ross new single dude Ooh, is really dope Ash Ross gets a lot of love on the show so he's got a joint project coming out with this artist I'm not sure I was not familiar with her before Heather Gray the song's called Twelfth Night any relation um, to Skylar Gray I don't know probably not probably not <laughs> but I love the direction that Asher has been taking his music since he's been kind of gone the more independent on his ever own since Paps and, and Jazz. It seems like he's back Paps and into Jazz like, on like yeah. Asher has been. Yeah. It seems like he's really back into making music too because he put out an album last year, the did, year before that. Did that uh that that album coming. with Blue and uh who else was supposed to be? It was Blue Asher. Who else was on that drink? I don't think they ever. De- I don't think they were making a project together. I, I thought it was supposed to be a project. What together. did I? I thought it was. I don't remember that. I just remember them all being. There. I think they had them on there because it was like the anniversary. Who am I? Mi- their, oh, was it uh, Mickey Fax? Was the Mickey third Fax, one? Okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, twelfth night. Yep. Bare naked. Yep. Parentheses. Ooh, let's I see. like the beat on this a lot. Disobedience means freedom, be dumb. Easier than being vegan. At least no freer than a threesome, pre-con. Feel like my feelings been on recon. See something, say something, get it on a Nikon. Sweeter than a pecan, this life is. But when I'm beat down and lifeless, that's just some life shit. Can't believe it was the white kids. That be stealing like a fiend while they leaning off the nitrous. This life make me cry like a Pisces. Sometimes a cry be the nicest, precise as the price is right when I stayed home because I fake sick. Oh shit, my bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> totally wasted, gracious, well aware of Matrix or makeshift charades. Some would say that's that fake shit, but it pays, kid. But only like a Naismith, player of the year, got game with his grade slip. Stayed for the grave shift. Brain went against the grain, so the grain snitched. Brain swift, but it's basic. Sugar, 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 bare naked. It's been one week since I made peace. Steak freaks on Main Street beat stage three. But some of us can't shake these. Demons and I ate tree. Um, face beating them. Hate breeds like, like rabbits out of wedlock. Habits are now dead stock. Status in a headlock. I love that kind of shit, man. He's so good. 
Um, I'm not playing Wheeler Walker Jr. as much as I want to. Yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I, I'm not playing. I, I do. I, Wheeler Walker Jr. dropped a, dropped a single. As you guys know, I fucking love Wheeler Walker Jr. <laughs> single. She's a country music fan. Check it out. It's pretty great. I, I love that man so much. Definitely doesn't sound like an appropriate one to play no, during Women's History yes, Month. Well, that's the reason I'm not playing it. <laughs> but that's the reason I'm not playing it. Uh, I think... Let me see. I feel like there was some other stuff that like came out and I wanted to like just touch on, but nothing I want to play. Oh, this uh album, Stocks, uh Capital Gains album was uh, pretty interesting. I didn't get through the whole thing yet, but it was pretty it's pretty solid listening through like the first like six tracks or so. Nice. Well, before we take it out of here, um one thing that we didn't ask you about that I'm curious about is is there anything in the um any shows lined up? And you yeah. playing anything live? Because I would like to come out and see that for sure. Yeah, so I'm playing. Well, I'm, I've got. Uh, you sent some, yeah, you sent. Yeah, us yeah. Did you? Yeah. My, yeah. my bad. I must no, have missed okay, that part. Yeah. Um, it's just like my. Oh, you I've, sent him called it like an album release mini tour. Okay. It's just three yeah, shows. man. You, uh, <laughs> one of the venues I saw is one we're very familiar with, and I absolutely love Danger? that man to death. Shout out to the boy Dave Jeffries over at Ziggy's. Ooh, by the way, I saw I'll that go to day Ziggy's pop one up. for sure. A couple, oh, um, oh, a couple days before my birthday. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, do you want to announce it? Do you want? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Right. It. So I'm uh, up in Midland because that's you know I figure I play there because that's where I did a lot of my first live shows. Um, it's I'm playing at this place called My Element. It's a brewery, a local brewery. Okay. Um, uh, with a, a local jazz uh, trumpet guitarist uh, on the third of April, at okay. five p.m. Uh, and then I'm going down to playing in Ipsy at Ziggy's on the 7th of April. And that's right around 7. That's going to be with John Hammonds and Neil Anderson. Okay. They're both like no- local jazz folks. Um, I'm not familiar with him. He's got a nice name. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like John, John, uh, Neil Anderson is going to be playing like Ewe and trumpet. And then John Hammonds is on bass. Hell yeah. So. Um, and then they're going to mix in with some of my live set stuff. And, mm. gonna, and then Davis Ransdell is opening. He's a local Ann Arbor musician. Okay, uh, He's cool. going to be opening for me there. And then I'm going to be at uh, Trixie's in Hamtramck. Oh, okay. fuck yeah. Love that's that by place. us. Yeah. That's walking yeah. distance. Actually, oh, you yeah, have, I, yeah, I live yeah. in Hamtramck. So. Oh, do you really? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, Hamtramck. We, we, right we live in North End. So. Yeah, okay. so we're like yeah. North Detroit. I'm on uh, Burnside like uh, in Hamtramck, so yeah, okay. I don't know. We but, should yeah, all link yeah. up sometime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're <laughs> not that far from us at all. Cool. So. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's on the 13th of April uh, at 8 p.m. Cool. So Sweet, absolutely. So, what's up? And yeah. as far as social media, where can the peoples find you if they're looking to find you uh, through that avenue? Uh, just my name. It's Jeffrey underscore Thiel. Um, and uh, yeah, is it Thiel or Thiel? Yeah, it's Thiel. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. My bad. I'm just like, no, it's I'll okay. I'll fuck that up the whole episode, <laughs> yeah. man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just I, I apologize. Didn't have to no, but, but like it's okay. It's like I don't I'm I'm not like I I it's okay when anyone like it. Dude, I am so <laughs> is it sorry. T H I L E T H I E L E. Yeah, I got you. But it's okay. Like everyone calls me Thiele too or Teal, and it's like it's okay. Like I. No, that's how I feel when like people botch my they like oh Iman. Yeah, but it's cool. Yeah, Jeff. It's just Jeffrey underscore Theo. Most of my stuff is on Instagram. I just started following you. Nice, cool. Thanks. Sweet. Yeah, and that's that's where I'm gonna post all the stuff. And yet, when, when all right, so uh, to take this bad boy out, uh, artist actually just recently got hip to from Detroit. Uh, MB the Light dropped this album called How to Dress Well in the Dark. Uh, followed on Instagram not too long ago, and I, this out of just mutual friends and stuff like that. I saw like the album art look like really dope, like this like abstract, like kind of like pop art, like mm. s like cover, you know kind of catches the eye i really wanted to check it out and i really like 
I actually really like what I heard, man. So uh, let's play a little bit of Take Us Out of Here. I'm going <laughs> to rock out. Oh, I thought you said the song was called Take Us Out of Here. I was like, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> I wish it was. There's one called Light. No, that's a that's an interlude. It's called Lights Off, but it's only 25 seconds. So I don't want to play that one. Jeff, thanks for being here, man. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pleasure talking to you. Thanks. Um, Likewise, man. We'll definitely come check out your show for sure. Cool. Definitely thanks. the Hamtramck. You know what? Yeah, let's cool. take it out with the song called Hustling Backwards over from MB The Light. Which right. might be a future podcast guest. Hopefully. Cool. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace. In my hood, we just play solitaire front like we don't care. Act like we unaware that we flexing Cardi's in. Got hella bills, though. Fuck what we here for. Shrink off your house, no. Why we trying to party? Flip on your mask, though. Pimp saying cutthroat. Tempted to outgrow, but massacre the body. In my hood, we just play solitaire front like we don't care. Act like we unaware that we flexing cards. Got hella bills, though. Fuck what we here for. Trick off your house, no. Why we trying to?